Hello again. Welcome to the Bible Plus podcast. Today we are on First Timothy chapter two. But before I start, it's important to note the context that the Apostle Paul is writing to his spiritual son and disciple Timothy. Paul in this epistle is writing very much, very practical exhortations to his to Timothy, and we could see that. The banner verse of this entire epistle comes forth in chapter 3, verse 15. Paul is writing these things because he is wanting to let Timothy know how one ought to conduct himself. Conduct himself in the house of God, the church of the living God. And so for a little example, you know, say if you come over to my home. Um, recently, we just put up a sign that says, please take off your shoes right at the entranceway. And so immediately, you know, oh, we don't like shoes on our carpet. It's just, we don't like it. And so you immediately, you see that sign and you know how to conduct yourself in the house of Austin, right? And it's the same way and even more so with the house of God. Paul is writing these things that you would know how to walk in and among God's people, God's house, and you wouldn't offend him Um, disturb him and make his house so pleasant because this is where God wants us to be. He wants us to be in his home, at his house. But he's, Paul is writing to us, learn how to conduct yourself in the house of God. So now we come back to chapter two and we see that Paul is writing first and foremost that we need to pray. We need to pray Petition, intercessions, thanksgiving on behalf of not just some men, not just our family or relatives, but on behalf of all men. And so Paul from the very get-go is telling us a house of God is a house of prayer. The people of God are a people of prayer. And we must learn how to intercede for one another and pray for one another, bringing these requests and petitions to God that he might answer them. And eventually he continues on in verse 2, on behalf of kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all godliness and gravity. What Paul is saying here is that we need to pray for the world leaders in our world today. What, What they do really does affect the church and our church life and our Christian life. We need to pray that these authorities in the in their high positions, they would carry out their righteous responsibility. That the church, that us, that the Christians may lead to a quiet and tranquil life. And so there's there's a there's a prayer from the church that to arrange the world situation that the church may continue to go on, advance, and fulfill God's eternal purpose. But Paul continues that this is good and acceptable in the sight of our Savior God. And our Savior God desires all men to be saved and come to the full knowledge of the truth. This is something um, very remarkable and a very important principle here. Our God is omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful. And here it says he desires all men to be saved. 
But now comes the question, why aren't all men saved? Why haven't we all come to the full knowledge of the truth? It's because it's in context to the two to three verses before this this verse in verse 4. We need to pray. God has subjected himself and limited himself to the cooperation of man. When God first created man, man wasn't immediately aligned to God's will. Man was created with a free will. And therefore, man needs to choose God's will and pray according to God's will so that God may move on the earth. God may save man on the earth. And that is our responsibility as the people, as God's people in His house today. We need to allow God to carry out His desire to save man, to save multitudes of men in this age. And it is through our prayers, our intercessions, our petitions on behalf of all men. Now Paul goes on and he continues by saying that um, there is one God, one mediator of God and man, uh, and men, the man Christ Jesus. You see, this is so wonderful. This Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all. This is the testimony of Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the one qualified to bring man to God and God to man. He's the mediator, the one that reconciled us, the one that redeemed us, the one that justified us. And now through Christ, only through Christ, we're able to come to the one God. This is the gospel we need to preach. And this is how people are saved. It is through our prayer and it is through Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ himself. Now we continue in it and we continue on in the next seven or eight verses. And it talks a little bit about how women, how sisters should conduct themselves in the house of God. And this is not to say that the sisters shouldn't buy expensive clothing, shouldn't wear jewelry, um, are to be silent and quiet at all times in the church meetings. No, 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 no. This does not mean that. What Paul is saying as women, as sisters in the church, in the house of God, they have a proper position and even expression for God. What God is looking for among the sisters in the church is that they would be clothed with this honor, properness, sober-mindedness, shamefastness that really expresses God. That's what God is after. He's after this godly expression among the sisters in the church. Not the sisters, not the women that are fashioned and conformed to this age and seduced by all the worldly desires. No. What God wants is a proper expression of women, of sisters, of what woman was created for, to express God. And so this is how Paul is continuing writing the book of 1 Timothy. He is revealing little by little, step by step, what's important to him and what's important to his house.